Hey guys, this is the C3 Church Malmo podcast. I am believing God will speak to you today and that a greater level of faith will be unlocked in your life. For more information about C3 Church, go to c3malmo.se. God bless. Good morning, everybody. I'm excited as well as very, very nervous to be here because I'm not much of a stage person. But um, good morning. And uh, for those of you that may not um, have met me before, my name is Joyce. And I've been living here for the past five years in Sweden. I come from India and I have my wonderful husband at the back over there. And I have a beautiful two-year-old daughter, Kyra, as well. Um, Ever since I came here, I've been serving in this church Um, So it's been like five years of serving. I work for the kids' ministry. Uh, My husband serves in the media as well as the prayer ministry. And both of us together, um, we lead one of the connect groups. I just want to start with a short prayer. So if you can close your eyes with me. Father, I thank you for this opportunity, Lord. And I pray that your spirit leads me, Father, And that through my testimony, um, your name might be mightily, mightily glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. When I was asked to speak, I gave my um, testimony slash devotional. It's more of a testimony, though. I gave it a name, and it's called Unconventional Healing. But then I was told that we have a topic, and that is Heroes of Faith, So um, I decided that I would just um, tell you a quote from what Martin Luther King once said. He said, faith is a living, daring confidence in God's grace, so sure and certain that a man could stake his life on it a thousand times. I really didn't know who to pick uh, for my hero of faith for this testimony, But if I can tell you how the book of Psalms kept me sane and alive, I'd give credit to the most influential man of the Bible, and that's King David. The interesting thing about David is that he was a man of faith ever since his youth, right? Probably before that, I mean, when he was a kid as well. But he had no doubt in placing his trust in God when he was out taking care of sheep, He had no doubt whatsoever when he faced Goliath. And he had no doubt when he was made the king of Israel. He wrote most of the Psalms, as we all know. And there we have words of praise, worship, fear, sorrow, and heartache. Seven years ago, I lost my mom. I'm so sorry. This wasn't in the script, I promise. Um, But yeah, this was a loss that I took a long time to grieve because she died an untimely death. Um, she, She was quite young and she had a lot of ailments that came through. Most of it was like stress induced because of my father who is not a very good man. But I went through the stress of survivor's guilt. I lost my trust in God's plan for me. And I felt that I deserved every negative thing that happened in my life. 
And eventually, I started becoming a very worried and a very anxious person. Thank you so much. What if I died the same way? What if I married? Of course, I married <laughs> Francis a year after, but, but I thought I would marry someone who was just like my father, and I'd end up in the same situation. So all these what-ifs were going on in my head, and little did I know that the worst fear would come true. Now, I come from a Christian family. Um, I was brought up as a Christian. I was brought up by my grandmother, who was very, very hardworking. And oh, I'm so sorry for sniffing in the mic. <laughs> but she was a hardworking woman, and she's very God-fearing. And now she's a great-grandmother to my little Kyra, and they love each other so much. It's such a blessing, right? Well, yeah, then I accepted Christ when I was a teenager. I did all the right things, went to church every Sunday. I stayed true to my belief. I stood up for Jesus whenever I had the chance to, and all of that. And so God was always an integral part of my life. But somehow, my spirituality and my faith was beginning to falter after my mom's passing. I couldn't truly believe in healing because I never saw it happen to her. I couldn't bring myself to have that faith as small as a mustard seed that Jesus wants us to have. I couldn't even think that I could wake up the next day without some sort of ailment, and most of it was always in my head. And all of this and much more um, made me strongly consider not to have children. My husband, on the other hand, he's what I call a yes man. If you've ever spoken to him, his first answer to any question would be yes, and then he'd tell you the actual answer. So for example, if you asked him, are you from China, Francis? He'd say yes, but a little south from there, from India. <laughs> so this yes man of mine obviously was okay with my decision, and he supported me. But at the same time, he prayed really hard that God would change my mind. Cut to 2022, God had changed my mind, but that's a longer story in itself, which I can share another time probably. But you see, I fell pregnant 2020 and soon entered my second trimester. We were such a happy um, couple. We were, we were newly, we were going to be parents and we were so happy and I just couldn't wait and be hopeful of carrying my baby in my arms. We were also preparing to buy a house, etc. And suddenly one day, I started developing this rash on my forearm, which was itching, itching. And then before I knew it, it just went into a full-blown eczema where it spread all over my body. The more I itched, the more it spread. And I was in constant stress and distress. My skin was always as if it was on fire. And I... I kept itching and itching, and my skin was swelling. And my midwife finally sent me to a dermatologist on an emergency case. And they gave me cortisone creams, which I started using. And thankfully, a few weeks later, my skin was better, and I gave birth. Three months down the later, um, tiny bits of rash started coming back. This time, they were like small, circular, crusty... Um, sores filled with pus 
And while I was trying to control this with the creams that I had, Francis developed a cyst. Now, this was during the pandemic, right? So we had nobody, our family couldn't come over. And he developed a cyst on his back, and he downplayed his pain for about two weeks until he couldn't manage. And then finally, he was sent into emergency sur surgery to remove it. And then two weeks later, he recovered, all was well. But in the meantime, I developed a boil on my finger, which looked absolutely harmless. But within a couple of days, both my palms filled with boils and blisters with fluid and traces of blood as well. Now imagine it's all of my palms and both palms. And these were so painful to the point that I could not apply pressure on them. I couldn't hold an object. I couldn't even hold my baby to nurse her. Doctors took blood, blood tests, fluid tests. They gave me no reason, no solution. And this just carried on while we prayed each day for healing and peace. Every morning, I woke up depressed. Every night, my rashes got in more and more. They kept increasing that I was in constant agony. This time, the eczema was so fierce. It covered my whole body with sores that constantly oozed with pus. And except for my face and parts of my, my feet, this was the case. This was also all over my chest to the point that I had to put bandages so that Kyra wouldn't be smeared with pus when I nursed her. I couldn't hold her whenever I wanted to. I couldn't give her skin to skin. I couldn't even lift her with the boils on my hands, so Francis would have to keep her on me whenever I had to nurse. I couldn't give her... I couldn't let her touch me either. I would cringe in pain. And I could barely enjoy my first newborn baby. This was so difficult, right? Because especially I was fearing having a child. And this was like my fears were coming so true. And I didn't even imagine that this would happen. I continued to look to the word asking God for an answer. I was seeking his face because I felt he had turned away from me. At times, my depression and my hopelessness got the better of me, and I refused to think that, I, that God would ever, ever heal me. And then Christelle came home one day, and she saw my palms, and she prayed for us. And then others in church began to know, uh, find out, and then most of the leaders called us. They supported us in a lot of prayers and a lot of food. And that was a big blessing. And we're so grateful to be a part of this church for this reason. And one morning, my neighbor knocked on my door. I mean, who does that in Sweden, right? <laughs> so I was super surprised. And of course, I knew that this was God sent. So she came down to have a very random conversation. I don't even remember what it was. And towards the end of our conversation, I was covered. I mean, I had to wear full sleeves and cover my body all the time, except my palms, because I couldn't wear gloves. And she looks, looked at me and she said, Does that, is, that looks like eczema. Are you, are you in pain? It looks really bad. And then I told her, and she said, you know, I use this particular ointment um, when I had a small rash during pregnancy. Maybe you can try that. And she was so confident and so positive that I thought, Lord, thank you. And I bought this ointment. I started using it. Two weeks later, my boils dried up. It was as if fresh skin was coming. 
However, this cream didn't work on the rest of my body, right? The rest of my body was the same. And it was getting worse and worse, worse that now it had crept up to my ears. And every night I would have soft cloth or tissue under my ears because it would be oozing with pus throughout the night. And when I woke up, my clothes would be stuck to my body. My ears would be stuck to the tissue. And it would take at least two whole hours for my morning routine, which included just a five-minute cold shower because I couldn't use any other temperature. And the rest of the time was me just dabbing the pus off my body, which was oozing, and applying creams and lotions, and then you cleaning the freshly oozing pus again. I'm sorry for the graphics, but... Yes. <laughs> and all this time, I was bearing the sensation of burning all over my body. And it was constantly hurting, constantly swelling wherever the, the rash came. If, if a piece of fabric, even the shower curtain or my towel touched me, I would cringe in pain and keep crying out. And it would take an additional hour for me to just sit, for my skin to settle, and then for me to face my baby. She would either be sleeping or she'd be watching me from the bathroom counter because Francis would have to help me half the time. So this was a situation for many months, right? And we had no end in sight. Every day just got worse and worse. And added to that, <clears throat> I had endless visits to the hospitals and the ward central. They would only take blood tests after blood tests and do biopsies. And then I had no solution. So I began to read the book of Psalms specifically all day, all day. And I had, on August 7th, I wrote it in my Bible, so I'm giving you the date. August 7th, 2021, I made a note for this specific verse from Psalms 27, verse 14, going into Psalms 28, 1 and 2. Let me read it for you. Wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart. To you, Lord, I call, you are my rock. Do not turn a deaf ear to me, for if you remain silent, I will be like those who go down to the pit. Hear my cry for mercy as I call to you for help, as I lift up my hands toward your most holy place. I also read and reread and pondered over all the instances where Jesus healed people in all the Gospels, you know, trying to find a way of assurance that I'd somehow be healed as dramatically and as miraculously. This gave me encouragement, but it never gave me any relief from my condition. In October, when the eczema became worse and started creeping up to my face from my ears, I went to the dermatologist here in Sweden for one last time, hoping I'd get some help. I waited in the hospital room while a whole group of doctors were in one room in a meeting to hear my case and study it. Then around 15 doctors came in, and one by one they examined me, top to bottom. And when they left, I asked my consulting doctor, are these medical students who you want to teach and whatever? And she said, no, they are experienced dermatologists. And they were in a meeting before you to discuss um, your case. And now they will meet again. They will discuss for a solution. I said, OK. And I waited for them to come back. 
only to hear them say that I had to use either cortisone tablets, UV therapy, or wait for the eczema to go away, go away on its own. At this point, we went back to India. Um, we got some help from the doctors there. The dermatologist, of course, gave me cortisone tablets for 20 days, and then specifically warned me that I was in for the long haul, and that this eczema was not going to go away anytime soon. He also said, if it does, I will be very surprised. Now I feel like going back to him. <laughs> but yes, at this point, um, yeah, this is what happened with them. And then we stayed on in India for about three more months. And then when we came back to Sweden, I was fine for two weeks. But then the third week, the rash started coming back. It was coming back slowly but surely. On top of all of this, I contracted chickenpox. <laughs> Apparently, I never had it as a child, right? So I contracted chickenpox, and I was given antivirus, everything. But thankfully, I killed two birds with one stone, because Kyra had it and got it, and now I don't have to deal with that anymore. <laughs> Bright side. Yeah. But then, uh, once I remember, one of my Christian friends, a family, a couple, basically, they're from India as well, and they live here. And they... They're not practicing Christians, but they always challenge Francis and me whenever we talk about God. And this time, um, they asked me how I'm or what I'm doing to help myself, apart from believing that God would heal me. And I don't know why, I don't know how. You know, my faith was already faltering, right? But at the same time, I felt like the Holy Spirit put these words in me where I told him, you know, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm sure he'll put the right people in my life and he'll put the right situation in my life at some point. Of course, I didn't truly believe that, but this is what I said. And then during my daily quiet time, which had drastically increased now, I was pouring over the word again for comfort. And I was drawn to John chapter 5. I'm sorry, I don't have it to display. But to give you a brief, you can go home and read it. But to give you a little bit... Um, of the context, this was the healing that Jesus did by the pool of Bethsaida, where there was an invalid, a man who couldn't move at all for 38 years. He was by the pool, and it was believed that an angel of the Lord would stir this pool, and whoever jumped into it, the first person who jumped into it would be healed. Now, Jesus, this passage really struck a chord with me simply because Jesus never asked this man the question that he was going to ask him. He never asked any of the other people that he healed this question. And that was, do you want to be healed? I felt as if I was being asked if I wanted to be healed. You see, this man, he had been by the pool and he was constantly giving reasons for why he wasn't being healed. He was wallowing in doubt. He was wallowing in self-pity. And this was exactly what I was doing. I would pray fervently every day in the shower, Lord, heal me, Lord, heal me. But this time, I began to change my prayer. I started asking God. I started telling God, sorry. I, it was as if I was giving him my consent and saying, Lord, I want to be healed. I want to be free from this agony and this pain. And believe it or not, my hopelessness and my, my depression slowly started lifting. My skin felt the same. It was still raging, but I didn't feel depressed anymore. 
Day after day, I felt better. I felt hopeful. I was able to face the day. I also tried to act normal whenever I came to church. I was fine. I was pretending I was okay. I rarely went out anywhere else. And I was conscious of not letting, one any, not letting anybody give me a hug or, or touch my arm or touch me anywhere. On Easter Sunday last year, one of our good friends, the Edvinsons, had come home for lunch. And we began to, Xenia uh, spoke about the carnivore diet related to eczema and how it's helped some people. Now, I wasn't 100% sure if I should or really believe this and do it. Because I had removed food from my diet many times, depending on what the doctors told me, depending on what I thought was aggravating it. But none of that worked. So Francis and I continued to pray specifically for this. And after many days of praying, I began to removing plants, uh, removing plants and vegetables from my diet. I started eating just chicken boiled in water with salt. And slowly, two weeks down the line, my sores started drying up. The pus had stopped. All the blisters and the bumps were completely getting normal. And my skin started feeling better, and I didn't need any more medication or creams. And now, one year later, I stand here with no eczema. It's in remission right now. So I'm, I'm really thankful to God. Thank you. Now, I won't say for sure that it was the food, but what I will say for sure is that God healed me in his own time and his, by his own means. I wasn't conventionally healed. Yes, I was healed from my eczema. I do have other things happening in my body. But what I, did expe what I really suffered from was the fear that gripped me for the past few years, the fear that caused my faith to falter. When I was healed, sorry, what I was healed from was the way I accepted what was happening to me and the way I grew to trust and strengthen my faith in what the Lord had in store for me. No matter how terrible it seemed at that time, no matter how long I had to stay dealing with it and, and staying away physically and mentally from my child and my husband. So today, I'd just like to encourage any of you that might be in an impossible situation, either you or your family, whether you are struggling with mental health, physical health, spiritual or emotional, whatever it may be, if you continue to keep your roots in the word and seek his face, I can guarantee you that your faith will be renewed and strengthened every step of the way. I'd like to conclude by reading out a few lines from one of my very, very favorite hymns. Sorry, I'm waiting for a little soundtrack. <laughs> okay. I'm not singing. <laughs> in his time, in his time. He makes all things beautiful in his time. Lord, please show me every day as you teach me your way that you do just what you say in your time. Amen. <laughs>